Audio version of Michael Leitman's blog. August 3rd, 2021. My new article on LinkedIn. Human change to climate change. We used to think we were in control of the ecological environment, but every now and then a natural plague arrives and shows us how weak and fragile we are. Extreme heat, swarms of locusts, turbulent storms, violent winds, devastating floods, and long-lasting plagues are occurring with greater frequency and ferocity. Is there a way to completely ensure our future safety? It is quite clear that the actions we take affect the ecological environment and throw the natural system out of balance. But it is not clear what the consequences of each given step may be. It is not obvious where the next blow will come and what its nature will be because the system is so complex that we do not understand the myriad connections in it. Our intellect, emotion and even science, are not currently able to grasp the integrity of nature and its complexities. Additionally, the economic interests of the ruling elites define what happens in each and every moment, and therefore, different systems and functions serve those interests, either consciously or unconsciously. Many organizations work to reduce human harm to nature, but such activity alone will not solve the imbalance in nature, which is the reason for environmental catastrophes. Why? because our problem is much deeper than reducing human harm to the environment. What destroys the ecological balance the most is the egoistic relationship of self-interest between human beings. Nature is a system composed of an integral connection that operates through hierarchy. What happens to a certain degree in the system affects all the other degrees. The intensity of the impact is in line with its hierarchical ranking. The human race is the most developed echelon, so its influence on nature is the strongest. A person's relation to the inanimate, vegetative, and animal levels of nature occurs at specific degrees, and the system of relations between people happens at a higher degree. The nature of human relationships is determined by the level of egoism that is developed in a person. Jealousy, hatred, respect, corruption, domination humiliation, joy, any sentiment that passes from person to person, both in action and in thought, upsets the balance of the entire natural network with the greatest intensity. At the same time, the human being is also the most delicate creature in the natural system. When the system is influenced negatively, people suffer the most painful injuries. As soon as this hierarchical image becomes evident to us, we will begin to address the root of the problem. The intensification of human egoism, characterized by self-concern and exploitation of our surrounding environment, at a time when the world is becoming so interconnected, puts us in a perilous state. It urgently forces us to upgrade human nature. In the whole ecosystem there is integrity and reciprocity, we have no choice except to understand this principle. We are in one boat, So in order to survive the 21st century, each must change one's human nature from its inherent evil, both in behavior and thoughts. We must change our thoughts, actions and desires to those that are beneficial for others and the environment. The practical method to learn how to attain this imperative transformation is the wisdom of Kabbalah.
When we learn how to transcend all of our negative egoistic tendencies and recognize that we are all individual parts in a single, connected and completely interdependent mechanism, will we also comprehend that doing good to others is also good to me. Then we will have the mindset and emotion needed to build a network of mutual consideration and mutual guarantee. In this advanced state our effect on the whole system of nature will be positive. We will return the inanimate, vegetative, and animate levels of nature to a general balance. Just as today we are the ones who destroy all of nature, so we also have the power to repair it. The future of the planet depends on us. My new article on LinkedIn, It's the End of the World, as we know it. If you place your finger anywhere on the world map, you will find that unprecedented natural disasters are plaguing it. Nature is wreaking havoc on the planet, and people are beginning to ask, is it the end of the world? Gladly, it is. It is the end of the world as we know it, and the beginning of a new, and much better world. The upheavals we are experiencing are labor pangs, and we, the apex of creation, can accelerate and ease the delivery, or make it arduous and painful. The emergent world is balanced, calm, and all creations in it support one another. It is the opposite of the world we live in now, where survival of the fittest is the motto and the weak are exploited ruthlessly. The current world is not like that because nature is inherently careless. Nature is inherently balanced. We, on the other hand, are inherently and infinitely selfish, and being at the top of the pyramid, we determine how everything functions. Because we are selfish to the core, we make the rest of the world function likewise, and the consequences are evidently horrendous. Because the negative part in us, is overwhelmingly dominant, we act without regard for anything not even for the future of our own children. We are simply insatiable, and no rational explanation will convince us, to stop devouring whatever we can, however we can, and the more we degrade others in the process, the better we feel about ourselves. It is just as the Torah writes, Gen. 6-5, the wickedness of man is great. And all the creations of his heart's thoughts are only evil all day long. Worse yet, Kliyakkar, an extensive 17th century interpretation of the Torah, writes about that verse, all the creations of his heart's thoughts are only evil all day long means that throughout the day, man's, lust is insatiable. There is not an hour in the day when he is satisfied. Rather, every hour, he adds more to his lust. Now that we see who we are, can we expect the world around us, not to fall apart? After more than a century of unhinged exploitation of resources, animals, and people, we've come to the end of the world that we've known. From here on, we will be forced to build a new world, one that is balanced and caring for all its inhabitants, a society whose motto is not the survival of the fittest, but the survival of the friendliest, as anthropologist Brian Hare and research scientist Vanessa Woods titled their most recent book. When we finally come to the realization that we must be like the rest of nature, balanced and caring, we will realize that this is how things have been all along. Hare and Woods, for instance, 
noted in their book that Darwin's apparent emphasis on the survival of the fittest is a misinterpretation of his findings. In a quote from Darwin's Descent of Man, they bring to light a fresh perspective on Darwin's writing, those communities, which included the greatest number of the most sympathetic members, would flourish best and rear the greatest number of offspring. We can attribute our reluctance to see how things really work to our ego, which strives to be the sole ruler, but today, this aspiration is a prerogative we cannot afford to take. If we stretch our abusive conduct any further, nature will snap and all of us, will pay the price. Not only will natural disasters take their toll on us, but aggression and enmity will grow in every aspect of our lives until we find ourselves embroiled in a third world war where countries use nuclear weapons against each other. Of course, if this happens, we will have to learn that we have no choice but to change our behavior toward each other. But can we really not learn this before we ban? Men and women complement each other. Question, is there such a thing as female intuition in Kabbalah? If so, how does Kabbalah influence it and help it develop? Answer, of course there is. In our world, a woman is much closer to nature. She is more realistic about everything than a man who remains a child until the end of his life. It is due to the fact that a woman must give birth and educate children, she in some way receives from the higher system, from the Creator, his functions, giving birth, developing the next level of nature, the next generation. Therefore, a woman in our world is more mature and more realistic than a man. But on the other hand, this is compensated for in men by such properties that women do not have. I believe that the existing separate male and female groups, in principle, complement each other. Therefore, it is not necessary to put pressure on anyone, but let them develop freely. We are only the first generation of the open development of Kabbalah in the world. And therefore, we must first study this phenomenon on ourselves, and then it will manifest itself, and we will learn how to proceed further. From Cab TV's video conference July 28, 2021. Collective punishment or a lesson. The transition to the state of spiritual embryo, which starts to develop in the upper world, is very difficult. This is the most difficult transition of all spiritual processes. We can say the same about corporeal conception and birth of a new life, which is a miracle. Therefore, the spiritual transition requires a lot of patience and perseverance a daily examination of what we can add to the state of spiritual conception in order to transition from the feeling of this world to the feeling of the upper world, from externality to internality. Such a transition requires complying with many conditions and strictly following the advice of Kabbalists, working in the den with complete subjugation without which it is impossible to come closer to the Creator. My friends are very important to me because only through them can I influence the Creator and advance. Through the coronavirus pandemic and all other problems such as fires and floods, the Creator teaches us, that it is only possible to approach Him if you value society and become integrated into it as much as possible. There are still many such problems ahead of us, and all of them are in order to make us, think about the way to escape the blows.
salvation is possible only through collective work, all the way to complete connection. This is how we will reach the solution. The blows bring us, closer to a better understanding of the connection we should be in with each other. Nowadays, blows are happening on a global scale and are affecting all of humanity because we live in what is called the last generation, which must begin the correction. That is why the Creator arranges such lessons for us, so that we can find out what He requires from us, based on His actions toward us. We must understand that the only way to protect ourselves from blows, floods, fires, and viruses is through good relations between us. Until we learn this, we will receive blow after blow. We will not be able to return to a quiet life. Nature is preparing unpleasant surprises for us from all directions. Since the modern world is connected by a global network, wherever a blow occurs, it will resonate everywhere and reach everyone. Everyone will feel the blow, which will help us, recognize that we are connected and dependent on each other. If we do not want to come to this voluntarily, then the Creator will have to teach us, through such collective punishments. Everyone will receive some kind of blow, some will suffer from fires others from floods, others from viruses, others from extreme heat or cold. We cannot know why each of us, received precisely this kind of a blow, but in the end, everyone will suffer. This is exactly what is happening now and will happen in the future. Our life is determined by the time in which we live, that is, by the stage of general correction. Hence, world wars, extensive fires around the globe, floods, earthquakes, and volcanic eruptions can possibly occur. Nature has enough measures of influence. However, it all depends on how quickly we can put a protective shield against all these problems, that is, can come closer to each other and thereby cancel all evil forces. The earth will immediately calm down because with a good connection between us, we can calm and balance it and live a wonderful life. We will continue to strengthen our connection more and more until we reveal within it not only the sensation of this world to its full depth, but we will also begin to reveal the upper world ever higher and higher. From the first part of the Daily Kabbalah lesson July 29, 2021, Ibur, Impregnation, and Yenika, Nursing. Looking for happiness or simply living? In the news, why our pursuit of happiness may be flawed, it is an emotion linked to improved health and well-being, but is our obsession with being happy a recipe for disappointment, asks Nat Rutherford. Yet more and more aspects of life are judged in terms of their contribution to the phantom of happiness. Does your relationship, your job, your home, your body, your diet make you happy? If not, Aren't you doing something wrong? In our modern world, happiness is the closest thing we have to a summum bonum, the highest good from which all other goods flow. In this logic unhappiness becomes the summum mulum, the greatest evil to be avoided. There is some evidence that the obsessive pursuit of happiness is associated with a greater risk of depression. By misunderstanding happiness, the modern conception increases the likelihood of disappointment. Instead, aim with Aristotle to embrace those blemishes and to flourish in spite of them. My response, I agree absolutely and clearly. 
for an ordinary person it is so. And if he really wants to find happiness, then he must first understand what it is, proceed from there, and achieve it. Question, happiness comes all the time, then it slips away, it comes and slips away again. How can you define what happiness is and near it so that it is not illusory and so that we really achieve happiness? Answer, it must be real and not that everyone will have their own happiness and constantly change. Question, is it necessary to look for happiness all the time or not, real happiness? Answer, you do not need to look for it. You need to define it. It exists and it exists in only one form, in understanding the meaning of life. Only what exists in the present and not what you invent for yourself over and over based on your condition. So if you know exactly how to reveal this meaning, it will lead you forward, it will reveal the meaning of life more and more, and in finding the meaning of life, even if you are unhappy and dissatisfied with it, you will still be happy because you understand the meaning of life. Question, what is the meaning of life when I can feel unhappy on the path? Answer, it means that you are not yet able to develop yourself to such an extent that you can understand the meaning of life. Question, and understanding it will make me happy? Answer, yes. The fact that you aspire to it. That the meaning does exist outside of you. Even this already creates a feeling of happiness in you. That there is life and there is happiness in it, and happiness is in understanding the meaning of this life. Even if I still do not understand it but I am moving toward it, I am already happy. I am already absorbing it, looking forward to a future meeting with it. Question, it is amazing when I am happy on the way. What kind of happiness is this, please tell me. Answer, it is being happy to feel the harmony of the universe. Question, I enter this harmony and also become harmonious. Answer, yes. Like entering a black hole and I reveal absolutely everything there. From Cab TV's News with Michael Laitman June 10, 2021. Is it possible to govern the upper world? Question, why do we need to rule the upper world and how can we do it at all if we are not even able to govern ourselves? Answer, indeed, a person cannot control himself and even more so not the upper world. But you can achieve control over both if you strive to connect with the upper force, with the properties of bestowal and love. Then you will be able to control the upper worlds. Question, does a person start literally from the zero point? Answer, he starts from a very good state, from the complete opposite of the upper force. This opposition is the basis, the pledge, the condition for its correct movement. From Cab TV's Kabbalah Express July 19, 2021. Silence during the meal. Question. The element of silence is often used in Kabbalistic meals. What is its meaning? Answer. The meaning is not in the silence, but in intention. When you eat with your friends on the spiritual path, you delve deeply into very strong inner intentions about how to strive together toward the goal, how to unite, to what even greater degree of connection you want to develop now, and then from that connection to the Creator. 
therefore, it is very important that people sit quietly absorbed in themselves. Remark, Kabbalistic melodies are also often used at meals. Answer, yes, there are certain melodies, usually without words, that people sing together. All these elements help them to come closer together internally in order to raise the common inner connection to the spiritual source, to the Creator. From Cab TV's Spiritual States July 9, 2021 Seduction of the Original Serpent Zohar for All, J.A. Sarah, Item 72, Similarly, Several groups of lights of Clippert came out to the world from that first, upper serpent by which Adam was seduced. And they are all appointed over the secret deeds of the world. Question, it is written that the serpent used to have legs. Was it something similar to dinosaurs? Answer, it means that the serpent, that is, our egoism, was able to exist independently. At first, egoism appeared as a separate quality. And once it was absorbed into us, and mixed with the rest of the qualities, it lost its limbs and now it is located inside all our thoughts, forces, actions, and decisions. Therefore, this serpent no longer exists independently, so to speak. Question, what is this construction, Adam, Eve, serpent? Answer, Adam, Eve, the serpent, the creator the world, all this exists within one person. Absolutely everything. Comment, I recently saw a painting of some fun-loving artist, Adam and Eve are near a tree, the serpent closes Adam's eyes with its tail and attracts him to her. People imagine all sorts of things about this. My response, we should not imagine anything because we are talking about the qualities of a person. Adam is the desire to bestow to exit oneself. Eve is the desire to receive, a part of our nature. Therefore, egoism has no direct contact with Adam. Adam, as if, is eager to get out of the person. But not Eve. This is our quality to be filled, to receive, to gain, and therefore, egoism is accumulated in her. From Cab TV's The Power of the Book of Zohar Number 16 I had a voice. Prophets, Joshua 5:13-15, and it was when Joshua was in Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and saw, and, behold, a man was standing opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand, and Joshua went to him, and said to him, Are you for us, or for our adversaries? And he said, No, but I am the captain of the host of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and prostrated himself, and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said to Joshua, Remove your shoe from your foot, for the place upon which you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Question, Who is this person who stood in front of Joshua? Answer, An angel is an upper that manifests itself in people and tells them how they should act you can call it an inner voice. The naked sword in the hands of an angel is designed to separate the intentions of receiving and the intentions of bestowing. Question, how does a person determine that an angel has really come? 
is there any sign that I'm standing in front of him? Answer, such an awareness arises in a person that this is what is in front of him, and this is how he must act. I had a voice. This voice comes when you really want to go to the land of Israel. From Cab TV's Secrets of the Eternal Book July 5th 2021 Will Messing's predictions come true? In the news, Audonews.com, the famous fortune teller and medium Wolf Messing made the following prophecies about the events of the 21st century. Russia will go through difficult times and will be at odds with the whole world over territory near its southern border. It is now clear that Crimea has become this stumbling block. After 2021, the great prophet will appear in Russia and create a global religion that can unite all of humanity. This will allow him to establish a world order in which there will be no struggle for power, wars and corruption. Question, after reading this, naturally, I thought about us. Science, which speaks about the unification of the world, is here. Why not give it a chance, and in the year 2021 reveal it for everyone? All it talks about is unification. Are we ready to roll out like this in the year 2021? Answer, I personally am ready now if it were up to me. But it depends on many other factors. First, there should be no such fierce resistance in the world to what Kabbalah talks about, unification. People should be disappointed with what they have. We cannot, as the Soviets have done, forcibly roll out the methodology of war, communism, or whatever you wish to call it. We should only do it in a way that is convenient, helpful, and appealing to people. Otherwise, it can only be done by bloody means. Perhaps it will be done this way. We read a lot about what will happen in the time of the Messiah, huge, bloody wars, murders, and other things. But I don't want to delve into these details. Question, it is not possible to enforce? Answer, no. Of course not. People will try to break out of their egoistic, cruel, terrible shells. But there is no place for Kabbalah here. Once they sober up from all these things and their egoism simply gives up and raises its hands, then it will be possible to explain to them what nature really requires of us, comma, unification, rapprochement above our egoistic rejections. Then it will be possible to do something. Will this happen in the year 2021? For me, it could happen tomorrow. It all depends on the general state of events, as they say question, so you're saying that a person should be discouraged by loneliness, selfishness, and by living for himself? And only then will he ask, give me something too? Answer, yes. We are witnessing a new generation emerging for whom our past ideals hold no importance. Question, yes, they don't want careers, they don't care to work hard to move up the career ladder, they do not even want to earn very much money. Pizza, cola, sitting in front of the computer. But are you sure that, one way or another, some generation will definitely have the need for the method of connection? Answer, they do not see the meaning in life, and it is very difficult, even impossible, to exist without it. They will be looking for it. 
and they will understand that you get the through connection because all other practical methods have already been exhausted. Question, is it important for you to use the word Kabbalah? Answer, no. Absolutely not. Nor should we use it. These stigmas, people are negatively predisposed to them, they would start pulling materials on Kabbalah from all kinds of sources. It will only confuse people. Question, they don't need to have this term in mind as long as they do want to reach this connection? Answer, it could be someone completely unrelated to us, as if they're not affiliated with us, a person or a group of people who will develop and promote it. Question, but what should they have in mind besides what you say, unification? Answer, nothing else. Question, this is how we reach similarity with the law of nature, harmony? Answer, of course. Harmony. Harmony in relationships. This is what nature requires. After having gone through everything, we certainly can demand it intentionally. From Cab TV's News with Dr. Michael Laitman, July 20, 2020. Circumcision, Rejection of Egoistic Desires. Prophets, Joshua, 5-4, and this is the reason why Joshua did circumcise, all the people that came out of Egypt, that were males, all the men of war, had died in the desert by the way after they came out of Egypt. To be circumcised means to refuse to use your egoistic desires. The cessation of their use began with the exodus from Egypt and lasted only forty years in the desert. Thus, for forty years, generations were born that were not circumcised. For all the people that came out were circumcised, but all the people that were born in the wilderness by the way as they came forth out of Egypt, they had not circumcised. Since these people were born outside of Egypt, they did not use the egoistic desires that had to be circumcised by those who lived in Egypt. In the desert, in the property when they have nowhere to receive from, they lived only by man, called manna from heaven, that which falls down to them from Bina. They were walking in this way all these years, nurturing themselves in order to reach the condition of entering the land of Israel. The most important egoistic desire, which we cannot correct, is subject to circumcision. You can only reject it and not use it. If we want to reach the quality of Bina, the spiritual quality, then we have no right to use our egoism for our own sake, and this is what is called the foreskin. From Cab TV's Secrets of the Eternal Book July 5, 2021